I think we've all learned that patience is a virtue. Uh, we're, we're super excited to talk about these next couple episodes, so why don't, why don't we just welcome you back to the land of magic. Reach out, and our after show will begin. It's a Little Witch Academia after show on AfterBuzz TV, and it starts right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello! Everybody, welcome to the Little Witch Academia After Show. We're here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, today we're talking about Pahola's Ordeal and Amanda O'Neill and the Holy Grail. Uh, we got the whole squad here, starting with Rachel Goodman. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Rachel Goodman or on Facebook at Rachel Ann Goodman. Hey, we got Stacey Shuttleworth. Hey, and I'm Stacey Shuttles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Shuttles. And I'm the internet's Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Super excited to be back talking about the show. Remember, we said at the end of last episode, we're going to be uh, quad dipping, I guess? Double, double dipping on double episode recaps? Double dipping on our double dipping. Double, double dip. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, th- this has been so much fun. and We got to watch a couple more episodes. We've got the plot... Rolling at a, a big old pace, we find out, or Akko finds out that she has to find all these words, and then of all of a sudden, we just start finding words. All the words are just being thrown at us. Seriously. <laughs> Here's the next word, then the next word. <laughs> words! <laughs> uh, so what did you, so let's start out with uh, Pahola's ordeal. Uh, Akko has told her friends about the words, apparently she can't shut up about them, but uh, here we are. She, like They just start talking about something, one of the orbs glows, they go to Ursula, and and our adventure begins. It sure does. Hmm? What? what it, did you at the end of the last episode? Did you expect Akko to tell her friends about her magical destiny? See, I wasn't sure. And Akko's the kind of person who will share anything and everything, um, especially with her friends. Mm-hmm. You know, not the type to keep secrets at all. Yeah, you're right. But uh, with something this important. Um, I feel like even if she was told, hey, probably don't tell anyone else about this right now. I don't even think she was worried about that. I think no. she, if anything, she would just started talking and expected exactly. them to listen. Yeah. So they just know all about it just because she was probably sitting there in their room just talking about it. Yeah. yeah and I, I, when Ursula slash Chariot was telling her all these things, she didn't say it was some big secret. True. Mm-hmm. So I have, yeah, I kind of expected that Akka would tell her friends because of that. And because there was no like disclaimer that said, "Hey, don't talk about this." <laughs> if right. these are if these are talked about, then you can't bring them about in the proper way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, what we've learned over the course of these two episodes, and, and even in, uh, in episode thirteen, was that, and and even in the intro, it looks like you can't. It's not something that could be done on your own. You have to have the support of friends, at least two, seemingly, with the very beginning of mm-hmm. the three, which is uh, grabbing arms. Uh, who knew? Uh, I, I'm I'm happy that we've got everybody involved on these adventures, uh, especially this one, because we're visiting Lotte's family. Yeah, over the lumberjack. <laughs> he, uh, Lotte's parents, are a dream come true. Uh, her, their neighbor had a fish for a ponytail. She sure did. That was excellent. She really did. She did. <laughs> the, is it fashion? Does it grow that way? I have questions. <laughs> it's just the way the air is in, the, in that part of the world. Yeah. I know. I've been there. In their town. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fashion statement. It's a fishing. St- no. It's a fishing statement. 
Nope. Uh, excuse me. No. Nope. But uh, <laughs> when we found out that we were going to be going on a field trip, uh, how, how did y'all feel that the rest of the episode was going to go? I mean, I knew it was going to... There, there were shenanigans. There were going to be shenanigans. I, I love meeting all the families. I think yeah. It's so much about our characters. Yeah, we haven't met... I mean, I guess she's the first parents that we've met. We, we haven't met the Cavendish family yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. But, no, or I'm ready for that one. Oh, Susie's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would love to meet her parents. <laughs> but they're like just so normal. The, the, that's exactly what I'm thinking. They're probably like the most normal people ever. <laughs> Hate mushrooms. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't even cook with mushrooms. Just, no. I, I would figure if anything, they'd be like Hermione's parents. They're, they just have completely normal vocations. And yeah. also, our daughter is a terrifying mushroom witch. But we love her and we support her. Yes. Absolutely. Something silly like that. Um, uh, so excited about this field trip. Yeah, I knew that some... First of all, I knew that w- whatever the word actually meant was whatever they were going to learn in this episode mm-hmm. and that by the end of it, she'd say the word and win. So, that's, <laughs> so, that's, so be, because we, we've, got, we've fallen so... I mean, so suddenly far into... Here's what you need to do. Magical destiny. Save the world. All right, go. And then they're just going at breakneck speeds. Do you think that... Did you think that we were going to lose some of the charm of the show by being pulled into sort of a regular anime trope? I think it's built such a foundation Mm -hmm. to be charming and wonderful that we're in that world and it's hard to detract from that at this point. Um, So I think that... It's, it's, it can still be pretty magical, even if we're focusing a little hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's such a unique concept. Um, maybe not necessarily the quest, but the world and everything involved in the world is so unique that, to me, it doesn't matter even if it is like a typical quest where they're trying to find certain things. Because every time I think that I understand the show and I understand what they might be doing, mm-hmm. they do something that completely shocks and surprises me. So I had I, I knew it was going to be interesting no matter what happened. And I knew it was going to just completely be so different from what we would expect to happen. Especially because it took us you know, 13 episodes to really get a grasp on these characters and who they are. So that now we have the sort of expectations from them and all of the character work that they've done versus the expectations of what a regular anime is, really. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond beyond excited that, that we got a field trip, the fact, though, that this was... Ah, uh, we'll get there. Um... We, <laughs> while we have the uh, the the little bit of fun where the girls in, indulge in a, in a local pastry that Akko doesn't necessarily enjoy because there's fish in it, uh, <laughs> then they, they take a trip to they take a trip to the the sauna where Akko is just not she's not showing any sort she just wants to do what she needs to do let's do the next thing I want to go to the next thing we're going to do things and then the next thing and then the next thing and then we're going to go there and uh, I, I said it while we were watching the show I, I just went it's patience it's patience <laughs> show some bloody patience you girl uh, but uh, while all of that is happening we've also got Croy in her gross secret lab 
eating uh, pork ram- spicy pork ramen, as you do when you're locked up in work. What sort of teaching is she doing if she's, if she's locked her- seemingly locked herself in her, in her lab? I mean, her class seemed very lax anyways. Mm. It was just kind of like, hey, you can show up to my class or not. You're not signed up for it or anything, but come visit. Come, come take a class. Maybe she does online classes. I was going to say, oh. I was gonna say <laughs> what if it's a projection Oh, what, yeah. if, what if it is an AI, uh, the equivalent to an AI construct that has all of her all of her data in it? Because she scans everybody, she would have to test that out on herself first, and so that's there as the front, and then she's in the lab doing all of the so work. So she doesn't have to Maybe. do any actual teaching. Maybe she's yeah. not even on campus. <laughs> well, well, we do know that we do know that the lab that the lab is in this in the spire that holds mm. the the sorcerer's stone, or at least the the new moon the new moon lab, right? Um, but she's testing out different magic based on the color spectrum, which is what yeah. we were talking about last week. Or last week. Last up. <laughs> it's okay. It's like a week. No. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, she, she discovered, she's trying blue magic, yellow magic, red magic, which she finds out is the strongest and is associated with rage and anger. Ooh boy! And then <laughs> oh, and then yeah. she just looks at her at her uh, charts and, and beeps and boops computers and says noir fuel spirit. <laughs> yeah, technology. <laughs> well, uh, if if noir fuel spirit, if it's if it's black fuel, and we're talking mm-hmm. about the color spectrum, uh, and black is the absence of all color. So in doing this color research, she would have to figure out how to develop a a non-color, mm-hmm. uh, and then at that same token, a little bit in predictions territory, that we will have uh, white magic, which will be, which is the presence of all color, yeah. as opposed to the mm-hmm. opposite, and it'll just get purely light versus dark, sort of a gimmick. <sighs> I don't like the evil lady. No, no, yeah, no, and, and finding out that she's like synthesizing these spirits is a whole new level of. And it's dark for this. Yeah. And the fact that she's utilizing the routers, uh, as we see in the second episode that we're going to talk about, to uh, test out her her demon cubes. Yeah. More more mm-hmm. cubelins, if you were. Um, but the main crux of this episode is that there is a rare occurrence that the pastry that they imbibed. With the alignment of the planets, with the weather, <laughs> with this time of year. With the mating rituals of the herring. Yes. Yeah. And the pollen. And the pollen, uh, and the pollen <laughs> and, Yes. I would, I would like to reference the Simpsons. And, uh, uh, what's going on in that kitchen, Aurora Borealis, at this time of day, in this part of the country, and in this... Yes. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, sure. And just how fast they were saying it, too. Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, we got it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but as a result, uh, it's Greenman's disease where <laughs> everybody who imbibed in this particular pastry gets covered in moss and eventually will die. That's it moss. It yeah. got real, real. It did. Real fast. Not a fa- Especially, it's like, Oh, our parents are so perfect, and they're gonna die. <laughs> right, and it's quite lovely, like reading this, like, and then they, what? <laughs> and I was wondering why 
Susie and Lota didn't actually make reference to the fact that they ate it too, so it was bound to happen to them. Well, I, mm-hmm. yeah, but I think because of being caught up in it all, yeah. and who knows, like, in the baking process, they've probably had a couple, so they had mm-hmm. it probably several hours earlier, Yeah, and right. then this happens. I honestly almost didn't expect it to affect Susie at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who knows what immunity she has built up through all of her experimentation. And one thing I'm a little disappointed at is is that we didn't get like a, wow, you didn't pick the mushroom that was growing on me? I could have used that. It would have been an entirely new mushroom that has never grown anywhere. It's a mushroom made from me. I'm excited about that. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so they have to make this potion. Uh, they have to get very specific things in very specific parts of the country, or at least of the area. Uh, and we we find out that Mr. Nicholas uh, <laughs> has got some reindeer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we get the second allusion to Santa Claus in two episodes. Yeah, we are focusing in on that one. Oh. Now, do you think that was just set up punchline for one episode, two episode? Or do you think we're going to get more Santa? Um, by any chance, when this came out in Japan, did it happen to be? No. Or, okay. No. no. It, that... this, it started in January. So it would have been a little bit after. But I don't know. I would like some more Santa, please. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's another <laughs> magical reference. They're yeah. going across all of the, the spectrum of any sort of magical being in any culture. Which mm-hmm. is so fun and refreshing. I d- absolutely love it. And, and the, I thought, how, well, how do you contact him? Like this, Mister Nichols. <laughs> He's not coming. Uh, that this whole thing was was pretty sad with just how how Lotte was trying so hard, but Akko just didn't have the patience. No. With anything. Nothing. <laughs> oh. Whoops, kick the tree. No, it's not, it can't be like that. That's not <laughs> how it works. Dude, the, I will say, the sneeze, not her fault. Maybe she was just, maybe she was just. Oh, okay, oh. sure, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, but could we technically say that Akko herself is a force of nature? That is true. I will say, though, they're technically all still getting over colds from when they lost power during the strike. That is true. They so were gonna... pretty sick. Yeah. All right, right. Nice. I, will, I will let that be a legitimate <laughs> sneeze. Uh, Eastman in chat says, we need a, a Little Witch Academia Christmas episode. Of course we do. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, and make it similar to Harry Potter. Whatever. I don't care. Just do what do do how you do. However, well, actually, since they're all multicultural from different parts of the world, have them all bring their own form of Christmas in, and then that will be the third Santa payoff, mm-hmm. like Beetlejuice. Akko ends up uh, having to solve this whole thing on her own, and uh, <laughs> ends up finding uh, Mr. Nicholas, gets some... Uh, Particulate from from the reindeer and a wonderful just little it's beautiful rabbit, perfect rabbit but not reindeer didn't like that no. poop for me no I really poor hope reindeer. somebody was walking poor reindeer after exactly. she nearly so scared upset. it to death and kept whapping it like come on faster yeah. oh I know this poor thing yeah. she deserves a vacation after that yeah. deal but uh, there is also they need a capsule forged by a yeti. And so we find our Yeti. It looks like a regular workman Joe with a, with a suspenders <laughs> and jeans. Uh, and Akko's sitting there, s- sort of, uh, 
How, how would you put her, her, her treatment of, oh of our God. Yeti friend? The guy's trying to work. Yeah, she, I mean, <laughs> impatient. Yeah, going back to our theme. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she, gets, she gets so frustrated so easily. And, but also, like, not even all of this, a little bit, like, that's why I was like, it, it should be patience, but at the same mm-hmm. time, she's not, she's being very rash in terms of, how she's expressing herself as this force of nature that mm-hmm. we've known, that we've come to know her as. She she's not taking into account the feelings, like the fact that, hey, th- these are these are my family's traditions. This is this is traditional food that we eat, and ultimately it did end up saving her life. But uh, it, it's still still like without any sort of uh, reticence, going right to the trash can and spinning it up, and then like tossing it out, which mm-hmm. makes for a funny visual. But then it's also like. I opened up my home to you. You guys are my friends, and you, you can't show me like the uh, Susie and Lotte were enjoying the sauna, and we. Th- I can't even be in the bath longer than three minutes. I just got to keep moving. I got to go, go, go. Like it, it was. Ju- it's also just her, her res- her. I, I would say respect. It was also yeah. her respect for the other people around her that are that she is asking so much of. Yeah. Which we especially right. learned from the Yeti. Yes. <laughs> who uh, spent way so he some. He makes some sort of cr- public craft or has like a YouTube channel where he does like assembly tutorials or something like that because he's got all these negative internet comments that are, that are chastising him for his work. The poor guy. Yeah, and meanwhile, Aku's sitting there in person yeah. doing this to yeah. him. <laughs> and, and can, I mean, especially uh, being people on the internet subject to those comments, having somebody like having the distance between a comment and and your work is like oh, whatever they what do they know but then having somebody in your home coming up to you and personally sort of confirming those little things in the back of your head not great mm-hmm. no. and and he's trying to work as i mean she kind of wasn't really saying anything while he was actually making it but can you imagine the pressure of trying to get something to be perfect when you know that your client, even though she's not really the client, she, he's just, like, doing it for free? But he, can you imagine, like, you're trying to get this to be absolutely perfect because you know the person in front of you expects it to be absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, the pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and literally sitting there staring at him. Yeah. Like, and, you know, Akko, very little personal space right there. Yeah. Hey. Probably glaring. <laughs> making that. <laughs> Is it perfect? <laughs> Hey, that, that corner is a little... <laughs> the color. Yeah. Those are the same color. They're, those are both awful. Can you stop? Uh, eventually, she she realizes, oh, I've been a jerk, and really encourages him to the point where he makes it really large. <laughs> Accidentally. It's you know precious. what? But, but then it was the, you know what? It's perfect. It's yeah. fine. It's mm-hmm. being able to... Acceptance is another thing, too, yeah. that she needed to learn. Uh, uh, Miraculous Corazon says, Can Frank please meet Lotte's parents? Getting a little ahead of ourselves, aren't we? They just <laughs> are, they're friends, dang it. Um, <laughs> and then also the Yeti. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't notice that we were being passed by a ship. Uh, also in chat, <laughs> the Yeti and 12th Annabelle need to meet. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep let's put that in the Christmas episode too. I would love that. That'd be pretty adorable. They could have a support group. Yeah. They, how, why does it always go back to internet comments? Because I mean, tr- triggers. Well, actually, Studio Trigger has been the subject of of some 
some. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, some people haven't always been happy with the, the Studio Trigger product, but, I, I mean, whatever. Regardless, uh, Akko ends up making, make, starting to make the potion, which ended up being a rainbow and really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she realizes that's... All right. Time to say the words, Maynab Dishibodo, Dishibudo, excuse me, uh, ends up turning the shiny rod into a sprinkler and uh, doing a little bit of yard work and, and saving the day. Yeah, and everyone's Pat- cured. Everyone's cured, <laughs> patience was the key, and that was the ordeal. Any final, uh, final words about this episode before we move on to the next one? Yeah, I think that covers it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next episode was Amanda O'Neill in the Temple of Doom. Excuse me, Amanda O'Neill in the Holy Grail. Uh, <laughs> we've got a little bit of uh, uh, this ends up being an Amanda, Amanda and Akko adventure where they find out that the Appleton Academy has the Holy Grail. Why do we want to see the Holy Grail? Because. <laughs> Sounds cool. Sounds pretty cool. Why is it holy? Amanda's uh, got to know before she bounces. Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm gonna leave the school tomorrow. You said that yesterday and the day before that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'll say it every day. Yeah, it every this day. time I mean it. <laughs> uh, empty words, empty promises. Yeah, but uh, something right before they go off on this adventure, they go to Ursula and they talk about the next word, the fifth word, and you're like, "Wow, we're wow. we're really blowing through these, aren't we?" Uh, and just as she's about to share what the word is. Uh, we got our favorite professor, Professor Fenelon, uh, coming through and saying, hey, what about that thing I asked you to do? The Cavendishes need our help. Yeah. What? That was an yeah. interesting uh, and, little twist there. Yep. Why do the Cavendish, first of all, why, need? but also the, the Cavendish and the, 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 Diana and Andrew seem to always, when it, when it comes, when it comes to be about family, they always tend to be in in similar conversations, at mm-hmm. least proximity wise, oh we, that should have been the first hint. Even though you you picked yeah. up Appleton is yeah, where Andrew goes like, to school. Hmm. Is that where Andrew goes to school? <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, know if they've mentioned it, but I just kind of assumed because he's in. I think the they, opening. I think, I think they did. They mentioned it for like, he was the the ball that they threw for him mm-hmm. is because of his exemplary grades yeah. at Appleton or something like yeah. that. <clears throat> but. Uh, we, they end up, uh, the girls end up sneaking away to Appleton, magical router in hand, <laughs> and uh, Amanda ends up disguising herself, and uh, Akko, because it's the only spell she knows, ends up disguising herself <laughs> as a mouse, and we've got some more mouse Akko. Always it's good. bloody adorable. Always <laughs> good. <laughs> Squeak. Squeak. <laughs> uh, and we get our glimpse of Andrew, but we also get a glimpse of Lewis. Uh, who is the son of an administrator there and is just a terrible person. Awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First impressions? Is that who are we shipping with Lewis here? See, I kind of shipped Amanda and Lewis mm. only because of how much they were fighting. She will put him in his place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again. And again. Again, yeah. again, and again yeah. Whenever it needs to happen. It's yeah. one of those Without, things like, where on the wall there's just going to be a tally and says fencing duels and just Amanda's just going to whack yeah. His side is going to be empty. It's going to be like one. I was like, I had a cold. So, <laughs> right? I was like, he, he, he needed that one that I, day. I had to. I had okay. the flu. He, he looked like he needed a win. I don't know. I don't know if Amanda's that kind of person who would give one up. I don't think so. That's a a very good point. That's a very good point. Not not even in that case. 
Uh, so while Amanda is gallivanting around, she bumps into Lewis and, uh, who are you? Are you, am I supposed to know you? <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. Does that, does that mean I'm supposed to know you? I have no idea who you are. Take uh, him down a peg already. <laughs> seriously. Their life is perfect. Um, but <laughs> what did Amanda do to deserve Lewis? Um. Fair. But ends up discovering Akko, not as a witch, but just as a mouse. Uh, wait a minute. We Rat. we exterminated rats because because of witches. Okay, a little paranoid here. Boy, <laughs> Boy we might have an issue. Seriously, <laughs> chill. Did anybody think that that's where the trouble was going to start? With Akko, where like instantly because and I mentioned it while we were watching it. This is the longest that Akko has gone mm-hmm. in that spell. Which first, <laughs> but also, but also. Like, expect her to poof out of it, or... You know, I didn't even think about that at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was already kind of anticipating, you know, oh, of course, now is when Andrew's going to show up. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. The knight in shining armor he is. Uh, Lewis, a.k.a. even worse Andrew. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Gregory. Uh, <laughs> See, I like Andrew now. I do too. Especially after this episode. I liked him before, but I like him even more now. I totally have a soft spot for Andrew. I... Yeah. I, that's that's really weird. <laughs> no, it's, okay. Let me finish my, my thought. All right. How, as an audience, we can go through the same emotional journey as a character is because at the last episode with uh, with Andrew and Akko in it, she was still like Andrew, whatever. That guy. That, I guess that guy. Uh, and and then throughout this episode, he. They they have more conversation about their ideals and and life goals and lack thereof. Uh, something that stood out to me was Andrew saying, "Life isn't about what you want," which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we learn more about him and how his life has been written for him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's always given off that kind of illusion, though. He definitely has very little control over what he gets to do. It, it, I think now, though, the more that he interacts with Akko, the more he sees how free, mm-hmm. free-spirited that she is, uh, he's getting more adamant about being like, no, I have to stick to this because this is how I've been living my entire life. And does that mean, if, if I change now, does that make my life a lie? And, mm-hmm. and an entirely different sort of, maybe a little bit too deep for a kid's show. Uh, thought process, but it's that pushback. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I I thought that his what everything he was saying kind of echoed the last episode that we saw him in, where he was basically saying, "Yeah, my life is predetermined," you know, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Except this time, when um, when Akko was talking about Chariot and how she was basically going to keep pushing for what she wanted, I, I genuinely felt like Andrew was having a breakthrough moment, even though he didn't admit it or say anything to her, and even kind of basically was going to say, you know, was in the process of saying something kind of rude Mm -hmm. i still think he was having a moment where we were seeing him change even right in that second yeah because his his affirmation of um you're continually asking her well you want to do this and make the world a better place but no what if nobody cares it's like i'm gonna keep going duh yeah Mm -hmm. oh you can do that (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's a little eye-opening and maybe if he isn't ready to accept or like to seek that for himself or to think about it for himself I think he's starting to accept it as part of who Akko is and something she gets to do mm. as opposed to the what no you can't do that what you're, you're doing it wrong yeah kind of mentality he's had before uh so while Akko is running around looking for the holy grail uh again for a reason uh cue 
cubes. Yeah. Those cubes. Ooh. Ooh. Like, done, done, done. What are you doing here? You, uh, they're having an adventure. And Andrew's here. We've got enough on our minds. <laughs> there's a lot going on hands. already. There's a lot happening. <laughs> we got to process this first. There's, there's people Ooh. with pointed hats. What is Croy up to now? <laughs> One thing at a time. <laughs> that, was, that was enough oh for me to process for an entire episode's worth. Wait a minute. She's a witch. That must mean her rat is a witch, too. All right, racist brigade. <laughs> Let's get going. Oh my god, that that was it was uh, nuts. Uh, let me, was fine, I'll more. say this. Come on, inequality brigade. <laughs> got a, got yeah. a little a little too real faster <laughs> than I had uh, I anticipated. <laughs> I did not expect that. I mean, I kind of expected they might do something. Yeah. I didn't think it would get like that crazy. That was like a full. I mean, that was blatant. And, like they were not tiptoeing around. And these are anything. These are like, you know, what, 12, 13, 14 year old boys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we're, yeah, that 14. Yeah, th- this 16, is essentially a uh, 16 span. Never mind. I, not going to make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but regardless, I had made the joke as we started like, oh, it's like it, well, they could have just done Salem, uh, uh, something similar to that, uh, which essentially is what we got Iron Maidens. Yep. Or, and, excuse me, and Iron Maiden, one of those spike cages. And essentially, it's hey, you're put on trial, you're sentenced to death. Yeah, what? Seriously, <laughs> so much for the trial part. <laughs> Again, Andrew to the rescue, a true gentleman. I thought he was going to be like, <laughs> like take a blow to the heart. But I kind of liked that because that was that was totally in line with Andrew's character and his upbringing. Mm-hmm. Use principles to fight, you know, to to fight back or you, to like stop the, something really crazy from you, happening. Yeah. I can agree with that. So Lewis ends up challenging uh, Amanda to a duel at this really skinny bridge at who sunset. Who proved that? Like, who yeah. was like, yeah, that bridge can stay yeah. and, and the students should have access to it. By law. Good tradition. Yeah. Andrew, Solid. Andrew has a tuxedo mask moment. <laughs> uh, but this, not definitely not as cool. As, I mean, action, so far, action scene winner is Zero Suit, uh, Zero Suit Chariot. Uh, but this was still a really cool, there, there were still elements of, of fencing in here, so very traditional, but also, uh, you could see in his movements, Lewis losing control by how wide and how, uh, how focused he wasn't. Uh, and at the end of the duel, after Amanda wins, he shatters the, the Holy Grail, which first of all, I don't, I don't know if it would have shattered that easily. Yeah, you would Not, think that, you know... But we also don't know what it was made out of. True. But if we go off of Indiana Jones logic, it should have been a wooden cup. No, no, it was very shiny glass, apparently. <laughs> 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 glass. Maybe, Maybe it, it was, was spray painted. Glass metal. Maybe it was the faux. Uh, <laughs> they chose poorly. That's how it easy to get it. Yeah. Right? Can we, can we just talk about how like they spent all this time searching all these like crevices and statues and hidden places, and it's just like sitting up front. It's in an ornate in the, chest. Yeah. Yeah. But also it was the the cubes that led Akko to it. Yeah. So it there's she's got some so I wonder if now that that uh Akko has been scanned by Croy if she can utilize her like magical position or like uh triangulate a position because she has her location or like whatever. Yeah. I don't know. If she's created some sort of like um, GPS. magical tracking device. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Who Ooh, knows? Boy. Uh and uh, we're not there yet. We're going to get there in a moment, <laughs> Eastman. Thank you. Uh, but the red magic that, or the red cube magic that uh, 
sort of guided that was put into the Grail was released when it broke it when it broke went into the big suit of armor and I thought we were just gonna get oh big suit of armor and then Lewis and Amanda are gonna fight together and then it's gonna be that right no nope takes over Lewis which is like oh all right that's a little bit of a smarter idea because uh, she, Amanda then has to fight a lot more carefully to not kill him yeah what did y'all think of this fight. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a good fight. I especially loved how the one moment when Amanda's like on her hands and her legs are like turning around in a circle. Oh, the spin kicks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's totally within her, her uh, yeah. realm of well, we possibility. Knew, yeah, we knew Amanda. She's she's pretty agile and she's she's got the moves. So yeah, that was it, that was a good you know fight scene to throw her into, especially almost defenseless. I mean, her little fencing sword got destroyed immediately. But uh, once we uh, magic, she had her magic restored with the help of the magical router. We're gonna get you, Croy. Uh, with the help of the magical router, uh, she ends up they. They recreated flipping Lion-O activating his sword from Thundercats and the same shot of that, of the Eye of Thundera, of that, and then of the, the shot of her wielding it. That's way too much to just, to just be like, oh, isn't that a fun little coincidence? No, nope. they animated, they, they took those shots and did it, which was so, ah, uh, man. Uh, as a result of this, though, uh, Everybody comes out like what? Witches? Awful, <laughs> terrible. What happened? It was a witch's fault, wasn't it? And Lewis ends up speaking up for Amanda. It's like, no, I, I got way Andrew too. too. Andrew, and first. Andrew, yeah, and Andrew, 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 Andrew starts the ball roll, rolling, and then Lewis is kind of like, yeah, okay. Well, that's yeah, because, because Lewis's dad was like, they tricked you, they brainwashed you, didn't they? Like, no, no, bro, no, flipping chill, all right? <laughs> we'll, we'll give that to Lewis then. He, At least he was honest in this. That's situation. why. That's why I, I don't really dislike Lewis because of what happened in the end, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't see him as being the you know a major bad guy. He was just kind of oh. like you know a kid who. I mean, look who his dad is. No wonder why he believed how he believed. Mm-hmm. So he was. Yeah, he was raised with those prejudices against witches. He probably had never ever met a witch before, yeah. and yeah. now he's like, oh, hold on a second, maybe <laughs> I should rethink some things because. I didn't really know anything. Exactly. It, and it, it sort of goes, I, and I think that was a learning moment for Andrew as well. It's like, mm-hmm. we've both been so sheltered that only in these experiences that, well, well, I will say, a- Andrew and his family having experience with the Cavendish family, he's been around magic all of his life, so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say well-placed prejudice, but he has, he has more experience in the magical world but he was also raised with the thought that magic is a certain way as well. Mm-hmm. So having him getting the breakthrough of everything that's been happening with Akko, and especially now meeting Amanda and, and dealing with her a little bit more firsthand, um, and then Lewis having seemingly having no experience with magic, ha- having both of them have such a break breakthrough. Now, the fact that uh, Lewis isn't in the intro... Could be telling that we probably won't see him again, if, I, if at all, this season. Yeah, I kind of doubt it. It sounds like there could be a bigger plot at play with, like, politically at least, with how he and Andrew's families might butt heads, but probably not anytime in the near future. It could be something where uh, all of Andrew's friends, Andrew and Andrew's friends, because Andrew is going to be 
in charge of this whole area. Now he has a school administrator, a future school administrator in Lewis that is accepting of magic. He's got mm-hmm. uh, he's got his two friends that are accepting of magic, and and it's just building up more of a tolerance in the non magic world so that whenever a big magic event does happen and people go witches, there'll be somebody in power to be like, no, you don't, you don't get it. You haven't you haven't been there. You haven't seen it mm-hmm. like I have. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope to see more, just more development in that area of people who are anti-magic going, oh, okay. We yeah. were told mm-hmm. a lot of things. that Especially the younger generation, because mm-hmm. hopefully the next time these kids encounter a witch, they don't jump so quickly to get dressed up in that, you know, whatever it was they were wearing. <laughs> Let's hope that they burned all of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what? This is weird. <laughs> we yeah. should probably not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's get rid of those yeah. real fast here. That, hmm. I mean, striking imagery. Striking yeah. imagery. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, we, oh, I mean, Eastman says no Frank so sad. We did get a little bit of Frank, uh, at least walking with Andrew, but <laughs> Very he, little. he didn't have any lines yeah. in this, which is a little unfortunate, maybe. Uh, like, fun. Do you imagine like we we get them at like the equivalent of lockers, even though this is like a super high price prep school. Yeah. So whatever the 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 equal of uh, lockers are, open it up, and it's just like a picture of him and Lotte from the party. I'd be super about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was. I hey. I know I was going a little bit hard on some of the ships uh, in, in throughout today's episodes, but hey. Do what you want, man. As long as it doesn't hurt nobody. As long as it don't hurt nobody, and and you tag it properly on Tumblr, true facts. Then that's fine. <laughs> Tags are very important. Tags are very important. Things I don't need. Anyway, uh, any final any final thoughts uh, from the chat as well as from everybody in here about these two episodes? Or eh, now we won't do the other thing. But any any thoughts about these episodes and where you would like to go in the future? So my final thought is that at the very end of this, the last episode, um, you know, we cut back to Croy and she basically says, case 622, experiment complete. So I'm imagining this means that she's done 621 other experiments and uh, wondering what this is all about and where she's going. For a while. Yeah. Testing that spectrum magic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, mostly what does she want with it? Yeah. I mean, we saw skulls earlier. Yeah. She... (laughs) There, there are some uh, interesting clues to what her end game might be, and it's, it's frightening. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and, and I hope that they bring in also the idea of contrasting colors. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that um, the, the emotions that counter each other uh, can also be back to uh, brought back to color. Like, red's complementary color is green, which is the magic that we have been seeing from the Sorcerer's Stone, from all of the ley lines, from everything. So mm-hmm. that... It, until she finds the uh, noir fuel spirit, uh, and we get that that light magic, maybe it, it'll be a little bit more uh, a little a little bit more colorful. We get a little bit more colorful world. Um, what do we think is happening to the Cavendish family? Yet, yeah, like, I, not enough info. We, we, I mean, we know very little about that family, anyways. Um. Could it have something to do with the fact that Diana is kind of, you know, very pro-traditional magic 
and Croy coming to the school has somehow jeopardized the Cavendish family? Maybe? Just a thought? May, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. Maybe it's something where, uh, hey, we were funding the school for certain ideals, and now you have this, this crazy person in. Because may, maybe... Uh, Amanda's parents or like an older sibling was at the school at the same time. It's like, oh, that crazy! I remember you telling me about that crazy person. Mm-hmm. Possibly, uh, I think maybe it has. Maybe it's Diana herself. Maybe similarly to how uh, Andrew and Lewis are coming around when it comes to magic. Maybe in all of her research, now she's starting to speak about ah, there's, there's something really big is happening. Like, what are you doing? You chill out, and and there's like a moment of crisis where maybe she. Maybe Diana has uh, pieced out to try to find something to help the situation, okay. and that's the crisis is our daughter is missing. Maybe. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that something like that would make sense, because otherwise I feel like Diana would be the one running point on an operation like that, mm. uh, just because they turn to her so frequently, and they rely on her so heavily. Help us, Diana! <laughs> Help us! Consistently through the series. So the yeah. fact that they went to Ursula was a little interesting mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, in in regards to this episode being an Aqua and Amanda adventure, I am hopeful that that means we get an Aqua and Yasminka adventure. I hope that means we get an Aqua uh, and Con- Constance adventure. I hope we get a life-changing field trip with Zuko. I mean Diana. Uh, before the end of the season, even though I figure we probably are just based on the intro with and the re- previous relationship between Croy and Chariot. Um, good, thank you. Not gonna say if we're close or not. Um, all right, so no, nobody's really thrown in any sort of predictions or anything, probably because you're watching a lot more of the episodes than we are. But uh, <laughs> please join us next week, next Monday. Same time as our first episode today, 3 p.m., 3.10, probably a little bit more likely. Uh, and we're going to be talking, what episodes were these? This was... like 16, 17. 16, 17. So we're going to be talking about 18 and 19 at 3.10, and then about 20 and 21 at 5 p.m. next Monday, which means that the last two episodes will be left for the week after that. But uh, until then, where can the folks find you? What other shows are you doing? Uh, I'm Rachel Goodman. You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel Goodman or Facebook uh, at Rachel Ann Goodman. I am doing The Young and the Restless every uh, Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can also find me on Ray Donovan every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Shuttles. And I'm actually about to go off to do our gaming show here on the network inventory full so that's mondays at 6 p.m with the lovely mark donica on the popcorn talk network yes uh in 10 minutes time we're going to be talking about all of the story or a lot of the stories from gamescom because that's going to be an all-week affair and we're going to be updates constantly going um talking about my playthrough of dream daddy talking about uh it, what's the other game called uh player underground no, player unknowns uh, battleground PUBG, uh, as it's also known so if you like gaming gamer culture please join us on the popcorn talk network uh that is going to be in about 10 minutes so please join us over there and uh follow all of us here at the afterbus tv network leave us itunes reviews we will read them on the show next week thank you so much for joining us uh we will see you next week from luna nova bye everybody bye from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire afterbuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the afterbuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.